celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. And a good, good morning. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Sunday, a beautiful Sunday as it is, April 16, 2023. The date, of course, is 4162023. We welcome you to the Race Day Las Vegas show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, from the studios and over the airwaves of Sports Talk, 1400 a.m. in Las Vegas. And we cover the world, as you know, on many different platforms, really streaming lots of places that cover the world. Our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. Your iPhones and your Androids with the uh, phone apps that you can get at your app store, the KSHP radio station app. Stick it on your device. You can hear us now. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting, we're there as well. So we welcome you to the show however, wherever, and whenever you get us. Here in Las Vegas, about 10 minutes after 8 a.m. Pacific time, the weather is beautiful, the sky is blue, the, the sun is shining, ground is dry. 63 degrees right now at 8 o'clock in the morning, 63. Going to get up to 86 today, 86 here in Las Vegas, a beautiful Sunday. And of course, uh, the temperatures will uh, be just about this way, as well as the weather, except for some wind that's coming in on Tuesday for uh, the foreseeable future here in Las Vegas. A little wind on Tuesday, but that's about it. So if you're making your plans, do it. Come on out. Make sure you join us for the Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Derby Seminar. 20 days away now, just 20. Well, 20 days, 7 hours, 34 minutes, and 13 seconds and counting, to be exact, for the Derby. But remember, our Kentucky Derby Seminar will be the day before, not Saturday, May 6th, but Friday, May 5th, the Kentucky Oaks Day. And as soon as the Kentucky Oaks card is over, we'll be hosting a Kentucky Derby seminar, our annual Kentucky Derby seminar, hosted, really, presented by the South Point. And it will be in their Grandview Lounge, which is adjacent to the race book. Just go to the Grandview Lounge, a nice, beautiful lounge. It's a nice stage and nice sitting area and all that. Uh, it's a lounge. And that's where we'll be presenting the Derby seminar. In-house handicapper John Lindo, well, along with uh, Jonathan Hardoon from the east side of this contiguous 48, will be joining us on stage in the seminar. I'll uh, kind of uh, guide the guys along. And not only will we do the Kentucky Derby uh, seminar as far as uh, breaking down the Kentucky Derby, also looking at some of the other great races that will happen over that weekend. Big, uh, you know, uh, anytime you have Derby Day, you have all these other great big stakes races. So. We'll be uh, looking uh, to find some winners in those races as well for you. And uh, when that Derby seminar is concluded, we'll all get a good night's sleep and then back up to the big ballroom for the main event, the Kentucky Derby and Derby Day on Saturday. Derby viewing party in the ballroom includes those big, huge, gargantuan screens, so you won't miss a darn thing of the racing. And, of course, great big banquet tables that you can spread out your handicapping stuff. And, of course, food and beverage. The uh, the seminar, the viewing seating and the viewing party in the ballroom. And 
parking your car is all free. Free parking as well. And of course, they'll have uh, really neat uh, food and beverage prices as well in the ballroom there. The next day, bedding windows. Got to have those big bedding windows so we can have our action going on. And of course, if you get here early, you can always apply for a uh, South Point uh, phone app for your horse betting. You can sit right at your seat and bet your horses uh, through the app. All that good stuff. It happens Derby weekend, okay? So uh, with 20 days to go to the Derby and 19 days to go to the Kentucky Oaks, time for you to make plans to join us. We'd love you to have join us for what is looking like a very competitive Kentucky Derby, by the way, out there, folks. We welcome you to the show. Well, you know, yesterday was the last day for any Kentucky Derby qualifying points for the run for the Roses. It was the Lexington Stakes. They throw it in the last minute there to Lexington. You know, it's the last points that you can get for the Kentucky Derby. Two week, uh, three weeks away from the Derby. Last points were up for grabs yesterday in the Lexington. It was only 20 points to the winner. Okay? That's all it was. 20 points to the winner. But, believe it or not, uh, it made a difference. In the uh, Kentucky Derby field, okay? So the deal was this. Lexington, uh, the points are 20 points to the winner, 8 points to second, 6 points to third, 4 to fourth, and 2 to fifth. All right? And uh, there was one horse in the race, as you know, and I know, because we talked about it yesterday, disarm in that race at Keeneland in the Lexington Stakes that needed some sort of points if they were to get in, if he was to get into the uh, top 20 stalls qualified for the Kentucky Derby. Okay? Well, yesterday's Lexington Stakes was won by first mission, Louis Saez aboard, rolling up the inside at the top of the stretch who outdueled Arabian Lion, who came from the outside and weaved right into the inside to make it make it very tough for first mission. Another riding maneuver by I. Red Ortiz Jr. on uh, Arabian Lion. But it didn't make a difference in the end. First mission ekes out the win. Luis Saez aboard $6.38 for the win there. Arabian Lion finished second. And Disarm finished third. Okay. So with the points that Disarm got for third, he moved in the body of 20 available stalls for the Kentucky Derby as far as the qualifying points are concerned with now 20 days to go. He moved from on the cusp to number 18. Disarm has a total of 46 points. Well, as a matter of fact, he and Blazing Sevens both have 46 points, so they occupy spots 17 and 18. Reincarnate is 19, and the invitee, Kantenauer, is at 20. Jace's Road got bumped. So now Jace's Road and Skinner and Cyclone Mischief 21, 22, and 23, all with 45 points, are now looking in, hoping that there will be defections in the first 20. So Disarm, in running in the Lexington, now has enough points to get into the Kentucky Derby as a result of that final race with just 20 points. Sometimes it does make a difference, even if you don't win it, as it did yesterday. The winner, first mission, trained by Brad Cox, another Godolphin-owned three-year-old. First mission, Luis Saez aboard. A great ride running up the rail. And I read did it again. He was in the middle of the track with Arabian Lion battling for the lead, and then he just maneuvers his horse right over to the right to the line of a foul, trying to intimidate the winner didn't work. Arabian Lion, of course, trained by Bob Baffert, really didn't matter. 
because uh, he can't get any uh, points. And so, after the race, the uh, one of the announcers at uh, uh, TVG FanDuel uh, TV asked Bob Baffert before the race about Arabian Lion and if he performed well in the Lexington and Baffert, all Baffert had to say is he'd have to wow everybody for them to think about going to the Preakness. Of course, you can't get into the Derby because of Baffert and all that stuff. You know about that. But, uh, you know, there is a middle jewel of the Triple Crown and uh, the state of Maryland doesn't ban Baffert. So if uh, Lexington uh, second place finishes by Arabian Lion, Gave the wow factor to Baffert. You may see this horse in the Preakness two weeks from the Derby at Pimlico. Great race, though, Lexington. Other big stakes races at Keeneland yesterday, three of them. The other two, the $250,000 Giant Causeway at five and a half furlongs on the turf, won by Twilight Gleaming. I read Ortiz Jr., $7.54 for the win. That turf course at Keeneland must be really, really hard. There have been two new stakes records in the past week, I think, at uh, Keeneland. And uh, Twilight Gleaming establishes a new stakes record for the Giants Causeway at five and a half furlongs on the turf at Keeneland. When he won and running down uh, Queen Robin Dorado to do it. In 101.74, new stakes record. Aquir Robin uh, Dorado was the longest shot on the board at 87 to 1. Finished second. Star Divine was third. It was a blanket finish for second. Twilight Gleaming pulled away to win. But uh, with an 87 to 1 shot there with that uh, seven to, uh, 5 to 2 winner, nice little payoff in the exacta and try and super sure, for sure. Uh, Twilight Gleaming was Wesley Ward's second win of the day. Wesley Ward is having a hell of a meet at Keeneland. His second win of the day with uh, Twilight Gleaming. And in the um, Jenny Wiley, the grade one Jenny Wiley following the Lexington, it was an afternoon jaunt for In Italian. In Italian went to the lead and just kind of rolled around there galloping along and won easily. In Italian, wire to wire. And that was another Irad Ortiz Jr. victory. So Irad Ortiz had two stakes wins yesterday at Keeneland. That winner paid $3.50. Cattle on the ranch, money in the bank. Just gate to wire, no problem. Chad Brown's sixth Jenny Wiley victory. Trainer Chad Brown within Italian. All righty. And let's see, uh, Rich Ang came with a winner, Barber Road, in the seventh race for us, $6.78. Bill Mott had a really nice first-time starter winner, a three-year-old filly in a maiden race, first time out, won <clears throat> with authority. This this one looked good. Scylla. Scylla win, won the uh, sixth race. Javier Castellano aboard, first-time starter by Tappet, but she looked really good in winning that. Might want to keep an eye on that one. $7.16 for the win. Brother Jose of uh, IRED had a couple of winners yesterday at Keeneland as well. And Luis Saez was the riding star of the day, however, along with uh, winning the Lexington with the first mission. He capped off winning his third win of the day at Keeneland in the 11th and final race with a favorite that paid $7.46. So there you have it, at Keeneland yesterday. Probably the most exciting, the most exciting and greatest race of yesterday happened at Oak Lawn Park. No doubt about that. No doubt. Now, Oak Lawn Park held the Count Fleet Sprint Stakes and the Apple Blossom. Now, the Count Fleet uh, Sprint Stakes was won by Skelly, who went gate-to-wire, wire-to-wire under Ricardo Santana for trainer Steve Asmussen, who was winning his third race, Asmussen winning his third race of the day in the Count Fleet. And that was his 100th Oaklawn Stakes winner of his career. 
and his fifth Count Fleet Stakes winner, Skelly. A milestone for Steve Asmussen. That was the ninth race. Paid $14, by the way, to win, out, out, out running Strobe and uh, Tejano Twist. <clears throat> but probably the biggest thrill, no doubt about it, for Steve, came a couple of races later in the $1 million Apple Blossom and a mile and 16th. Four in the field, but it included Secret Oath and Clarier, which was anticipated to be a throwdown between these two, and it was not disappointing. Hot and Sultry went out on a pedestrian lead, and Hot and Sultry going down the backside had about six lengths on Secret Oath, who was ambling in second. I feel the need was in third, and Clarier was last, and uh, maybe 20 lengths off the leader going down the backstretch. Then when they started into the far turn, that's when Tyler Gaffleone clucked a little to Secret Oath, and she quickly evaporated the margin between her and Hot and Sultry, and by the time they hit the head of the stretch, she was side-by-side side and going right by Hot and Sultry. Clarier, in the meantime, had just passed I Feel the Need and had between five to seven lengths to make up when they hit the head of the stretch. Secret Oath was rolling along. Clarier was cutting into the lead. But even at the 16th pole, you said there's no way that Clarier could catch this Philly at this time. But Joel Rosario kept riding and riding and riding, and Clarier kept picking it up and picking it up, and then it got it got getting close. And when they came to the final strides, Clarier had eaten up the ground. Clarier had closed the gap. Clarier was coming on. They come to the wire, and Clarier got up and beat Secret Oath in the shadow of the finish line. What a monster win by Clarier in this race, beating a Kentucky Oaks winner, Secret Oath, in the race. If you saw the uh, video after the race, you could tell that Steve Asmussen, in hitting the milestone with three wins already on the day in the Count Fleet sprint, winning the fifth of the Count Fleet, winning 100 Oaklawn Stakes, compared nothing to his excitement and his jubilation over Clarier getting up and being secret oath in the Apple Blossom. So Steve Asmussen gets 101 Oaklawn Stakes wins, gets four wins on the day, and won both stakes races on the day. What a win by Clarier. She paid $5 even as the 3-2 second choice. Secret oath was a small favorite over that. Hot and sultry finished third, and I feel the need just went around the racetrack to collect fourth money in the race, simply put. But what an apple blossom renewal. That race always has great finishes. It did again yesterday. Congratulations to all concerned. Now, here's the deal. You want to see this? The late pick five at Oakland started out in the seventh race with a 46-60 winner. Then you had $18 winner. Uh, the Skelly's $14 winner. I take it back. Sorry, the $46 winner was not in the it was in the picks. It was not in the pick five. Excuse me. Take it back. Here's how the pick five went: $18 winner, $14 winner, $10.40 winner. Clarier's $5 winner, and then in the last race, the winner of the 12th A Maiden race paid $128.20 for a $2 win ticket that blew up the late pick five. Winning numbers were 6-2-2-4-2. The pick five paid $42,579 even for a 50-cent bet. Wow. All right. Big A Aqueduct yesterday. The Dangers Hour Stakes was the feature. The winner there was Big Everest, Christopher Clement. The trainer, Manny Franco, the winning rider, paying $3.10. That was all, uh, already Franco's second win of the day in the third race. 
And uh, <clears throat> that's all he got for the rest of the day, by the way. The Davises, though, uh, Dylan Davis won a race. Sister Katie upped her brother by one. Katie Davis won two races on the card yesterday at Aqueduct. Pick six there, pay twenty six thousand four eighty five fifty with that carryover. They're late pick five. Ten dollars even, seven dollars ninety cents, eighty five fifty. That did it. Eight sixty and twenty five dollars even in the last race. That uh, pick five paid twenty seven thousand seven ninety seven fifty. A couple of bombers in strategic places really made some really nice pick five payoffs yesterday for some people. And finally, at Laurel, you had four stakes races. They were the Heavenly Cause, won by Beth's Dream, Jamie Rodriguez aboard, 480 there. The Frank Wheatley was won by Always in a Hurry. I guess he was. Jorge Ruiz. Jorge, Jorge Ruiz, the winning rider, paying 1920. The Weber City Mistakes, won by Cats in the Timber. Javon Toledo, $16 even. And the Federico Tessio was won by a horse called Perform, who did just that. For Farragal Lynch and Shug McGahee, Perform now has a berth into the middle jewel of the Triple Crown, the Preakness, with the win in the Federico Tessio. 90% Matty was second, Summer Cause was third in that stakes race yesterday. All righty. Okay, so for today, uh, a couple of more of the, uh, you know, uh, derby horses out there working, as you know they are, and leading up to the uh, Kentucky Derby. As far as the weather around the country, it uh, looks pretty good. They got some rain going on in the Great Lakes area, Indiana, and parts of Kentucky. And uh, they say it might be, uh, they have an 85% chance of rain at Keeneland today because there is a swath of a front going through with rain that's making its way across Kentucky. So we'll wait and see about that, see how the turf races and any late scratches happen. We got some late scratches, but no uh, no uh, decision on the uh, turf races yet, but it may happen. Uh, for the most part, the Atlantic coast is clear, Pacific coast is clear, and the Gulf coast is clear as well. So uh, should be in good shape for our upcoming menu. As far as the temperatures are concerned, well, you got, uh, what is it, 70 degrees in New York, 84 in Miami, Chicago's 51, L.A. 71. Yeah, let's pick out one more. How about uh, Detroit, 77 degrees. All righty, we will be right back. Today, of course, we've got Hardoon's Picks, Rich Ang, John Leto, and Jerry J, and your racing menu, so don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all right back on race day las vegas if you thought those big pick five payoffs at oaklawn and uh, keeneland were the highest prices in the nation yesterday you'd lose that bet Mahoning Valley Racecourse, they hit the pick six jackpot the 20 cent Mahoning valley Racecourse pick six jackpot as posted on Equibase, says it paid $270,747. So let's hope Equibase is right. 
All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the race book, simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect the start times in the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM, these will be the first post times that roll out in our books today, our race books. However, if you're listening anywhere else through all of the different streaming that we have, and we know that you're in other places with different time zones, adjust the first post time to whatever time zone you're listening in to the Pacific time zone so you don't miss anything like, uh, you know, I am mom and dad. So here's the deal. I mean, you got you to gotta adjust it, okay? Good enough. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah. All right, here we go. We begin uh, today's racing menu with uh, Tampa Bay Downs. They have nine races. Their first post time is 9.20 at Tampa Bay. 9.20 at Tampa Bay today, okay? Next comes uh, Laurel Park. Laurel Park has 10 races today at Laurel. They've got a first post time with a pick six jackpot carryover of $3,268. Set at 9.25. 9.25 first post at Laurel Park. Gulfstream Park is next. Gulfstream Park has their pick six rainbow jackpot carryover standing at $91,250. That's the cash in the pot. Nine races, first post time, 9.40 at Gulfstream. And then we get to Keeneland. Nine races today at Keeneland, a couple of stakes races. The $250,000 Palisades Stakes is the seventh race on the card at five and a half furlongs on the turf for three-year-olds. Right now scheduled on the turf. It is the third and final race, by the way, in the all-turf pick three at Keeneland if the turf races stay. The first two are the second at Keeneland and the fourth at Keeneland. But the seventh race, the Palisades, sees 12 go to the post. Scratch number 11, New York Thunder. New York Thunder is scratched. Five and a half furlong race sees a wide open event too. The morning line favorite, four to one. That is Private Creed with Joel Rosario. And then the eighth race is the four hundred thousand dollar Grade Two Beaumont Stakes at seven furlongs for three year old fillies. Where a field of seven, no lay scratches yet. Sees Key of Life, the big even money favorite with Flavian Pratt aboard. First post time for the nine races. Today at Keeneland, set at 10 a.m., 10 a.m., first post. Aqueduct, the big A in New York. They say it's drizzling there, 61 degrees. Track fast, though. Turf courses are firm at the moment. Those are the track conditions. So the drizzle ain't much so far. Nine races today at the big A. Their stakes race comes early. It's the third race on the card, the $100,000 Plenty of Grace Stakes at a mile schedule on the inner turf course for Phillies and Mares four-year-olds and up. Scratch number seven, Impossible Donna. That leaves a field of six. And your uh, three to five favorite in that race is Mal Avat. Three to five with Jose Ortiz. Mal Avat, your favorite. First post time for nine races today at the Big A is set at 10.20. Oaklawn Park is next. They have nine races. Their first post time at Oaklawn set at 10.35. Then you get the Hawthorne Racecourse. Hawthorne Racecourse has nine races. Their first post time at Hawthorne with a super high five jackpot carryover of $24,698. Nine races. First post time, Hawthorne, 12.30. Then we go up to Golden Gate in Northern California. They are running today. Golden Gate has a pick six jackpot carryover of uh, $30,634. Pick six jackpot carryover. They have a regular super high five carryover as well. That is $8,793. And a nine race post time set at 115. 115 first post at Golden Gate. And then you wrap it up in Los Salamitos in Southern California, Los Al. Now, Los Al has 10 races today. And their first post time is 6 p.m. As you know, on Sundays, if there's not a carryover in the pick six at Los Al, they seed 
the pick six pool at $10,000. So there is 10 grand sitting in the pick six pool today at Los Alamitos. It is a regular pick six. Now they have three thoroughbred races, three mixed breed races, and four quarter horse races on the 10 race card. And their first post time is at 6 p.m. Alrighty. We'll be back with more and the handicappers right after this. Don't go away. your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book south point casino's race book has the answer come in and sign up for the nevada race book mobile app for just a 50 dollars minimum deposit you'll have the race book right at your fingertips no matter where you are in nevada it's convenient fun and easy to use when you do have time to visit south point casino is the perfect place to be our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas for this beautiful Sunday in the gaming capital of the world. And now we go to Rich Ang standing by. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, I got to tell you, you know, when you see a four-horse field, you say, you say to yourself, well, that's not going to be too exciting a race. And, and for a million dollars, you should get more than four horses. But there were four horses in the race, and it was worth a million dollars because what one hell of a renewal of the apple blossom at Oakland yesterday. Yeah, that was a terrific ride by uh, Joel Rosario. And, uh, you know, as I watched the race, the, the only thing I, I would comment on it, it's, it may be nitpicking, Ralph, but uh, I thought Tyler Gaffalione might have moved just hair too soon on Secret Oath. It, it looked like he was more concerned with the horse in front of him than the horse behind him. And obviously, Clarier was the horse behind him. And when he took the lead at the top of the stretch, it was, it was almost like he had too much, um, too much ground to cover, and it gave Clay Air a chance to run him down. But uh, uh, but there might be nitpicking. It might not have made a difference, but it's a great ride by Rosario. Yeah, I mean, when you see the pedestrian fractions that the leader was um, cutting out, at least for the first half mile, etc., I could see where Gaffleon says, you know what, let's not let this horse dangle blottle along out there too long and get too brave. But man, Clarier came from like an, another zip code to win that. I mean, that was that was amazing. Even at the top of the stretch, you said no chance. She'll get close, but no chance. Even at the 16th pole, you thought to yourself, "Man, she's just got to keep motoring f- fast." And and then as it got closer, somehow you knew she was going to get up. Yeah, that was fantastic. And uh, you know, hopefully for us horse racing fans, Ralph, hopefully they will uh, meet again and. Maybe maybe meet again because right now they're the two top uh, fillies in the division. So uh, hopefully their uh, their paths will cross again soon. Yeah, I, I think they will. That's for sure. But a great and a great day, man! What a great day, uh, trainer Steve Asmussen had, huh? He won both stakes races, broke records uh, as far as uh, winning the Count Fleet. I think it was his fifth, and he's got now over one hundred and one stakes wins at Oaklawn. Wow. Yeah, he's the uh, the winningest trainer. I, I, no, I'm trying to remember if he's the world's winningest trainer because there was some other trainer in another country that had as many wins as Asmussen. But regardless, uh, he's one of the you know most accomplished trainers to ever set foot in the U.S. Yeah, no question about that. He's he's a world class now, and okay. And his and his kid is starting to win races. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna you know uh, he's rather tall like his father. I don't know if he'll uh, have a problem with weight in the future and not be able to ride. But, you know, which, by the way, would exactly follow Steve, because a lot of people don't know, Steve was rode for a little bit, too, didn't he? 
Yeah, he rode, and uh, Steve's older brother actually is the more accomplished jockey, yeah. Cash Asmussen, Cash. who uh, was a phenomenal jockey. And uh, I was working in New York at, at the time when Cash Asmussen was breaking in, and um, I, I was really surprised Cash had as long a career as he did. But he did the same move that Steve Coughton did when they started getting a little uh, larger out. They yeah. both moved to Europe yeah. where they can ride at higher weights. Yeah, uh, Cash uh, wound up his career in Europe as well. Uh, but uh, that whole family is just deep in roots and, and uh, heritage as far as horse racing is concerned, that's for sure. But uh, Clarier looks like she's getting better with age. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, And, you know, one thing that I've, I've written about, Ralph, is that, you know, in, I know in our publicity and uh, promotion of the races, uh, we like to focus on the Kentucky Derby and the three-year-olds. But in reality, the, the the division that races longer and we see more of is actually fillies and mares because a lot of these uh, fillies and mares will race at age four, mm-hmm. will race at age five because, uh, you know, it's just the mathematics of breeding. Uh, they, they can't sire 100 uh, offspring like a colt right. can. They can, the, only, they can only sire one. It's the economics <laughs> of breeding where you only have one foal per year and, 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 and the stallions are having hundreds. So, uh, yeah, that they, they keep them on the... Uh, on the uh, track. That's why when you get a really good mare like this, uh, she is worth her weight in gold. That's for sure. Well, uh, we still have our, you know, uh, break as far as Southern California racing is concerned. You will be back in business with two sheets starting on Friday when uh, Santa Anita begins the Hollywood Park uh, dates, or at least part of them, uh, on Friday. But uh, during the Keeneland meet, throughout the entire Keeneland meet, you're going to have uh, a sheet as well on Keeneland as you do today. Nice winner yesterday at Keeneland, by the way. Yeah, you know, I talked about the fact that uh, Barbara Rhodes, they, yep. uh, they had taught an old dog new tricks. They are more aggressive with him early, so that he's not 10, 12, 15 lengths behind. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came off the rail, uh, and he was able to wear down the other horse. So a uh, nice, nice ride, nice win, and uh, He's, uh, you know, he still has a future. I, I, I could see him actually winning stakes races later on this summer. Yeah, it was a nice, solid win by uh, Barbara Road, who got a great trip by Relu Gutierrez, that's for sure. Hey, let's parlay that win to another one. Yeah, let's go to race number four, Ralph. It's one mile on the grass, and the uh, the heavy, heavy favorite's going to be the number five, Bubble Rock, coming off a short layoff for uh, Brad Cox and Joel Rosario. Yep. But I tell you what, uh, the, a horse I think might have a little advantage with recency is the number two, Gam's Mission, who's 3-1 to one with Tyler Gaffalion riding for a Sherry DeVoe. Mm-hmm. This horse had a tough trip in the Hillsboro. I don't know if people had a chance to see this race, but uh, the winner was uh, really good. It was a, uh, a Chad Brown horse, a uh, filly called Chantisera. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a, a good field. This is an easier spot, so let's go 25 win plays. Two for the ROI, number two, Gam's Mission in the fourth at Keelan. You think that uh, uh, the uh, Bubble Rock is going to get a lot of the action, huh? Yeah, I think Bubble Rock's going to be a heavy, heavy favorite. Yeah. Uh, two to one in the morning line. I really think this one's going to be like six to five or even money, but I'm, I'm going to try the other filly at a little better price. Yeah, and it's a competitive race, too. Six uh, fillies in the race. You like number two, Gam's Mission. Number two in the fourth race at Keeneland is Rich Ang's play. Don't forget, Richie's got a uh, complete uh, Keeneland sheet today at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. All right, Richie, uh, we'll talk to you uh, on Wednesday. Hey, thanks, Al. Good luck, everybody. All righty. And uh, before we go to John and Jerry to wrap it up, I'm going to give you Jonathan Hardoon's plays right now. And if you're at Keeneland, stay there because Jonathan has a selection there. The first of two selections from Jonathan Hardoon for the race day listeners today goes in the seventh race. That is the Palisade Stakes, the seventh race at Keeneland. Uh, five and a half furlongs on the turf. Uh, although he didn't indicate to me, we will, of course, put that little asterisk next to it, that this is a selection for the turf and not the main track in case they transfer it. But in the seventh race at Keeneland, Jonathan likes number six, Private Creed. Number six, Private Creed, Joel Rosario aboard the six in the seventh race, the Palisade Stakes at Keeneland is Jonathan's play there. And then we get to Aqueduct in New York. Aqueduct, Jonathan goes to the ninth and final race where all the uh, all those race over race bets will uh, uh, culminate. And in the ninth race at Aqueduct, Jonathan likes number seven, Mrs. Bell. Number seven, Mrs. Bell, six to one on the morning line with Jamie Torres aboard. In the ninth race, the seven at Aqueduct is Jonathan's other pick for the race day show. Now remember, he's got full sheets 
for Aqueduct. He's got full sheet for Keeneland, and he's got a full sheet for Oaklawn. Three full sheets today of handicapping uh, from Jonathan Ardoon at his website. Okay. We'll be back with uh, John and Jerry. Don't go away. Bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas, and we bring in uh, John Lindo from Southern California. John, this is the last Sunday you'll be able to kick back and relax uh, because Santa Anita will be in business next Sunday. Good. I'd rather be busy. Yeah. I, I, you know, the weather's good. Uh, you know, we should be racing, and uh, hopefully we'll get back, and there'll be some more horses to run. Uh, your thought about the apple blossom, huh? I, I think Richie was right on. I, I think, unfortunately, I think Gaffleo moved a little bit soon on on uh, Secret Oath. She's a filly that always just jumps into the bit around the three-ace pole by herself, and, uh, you know, she has that run. She'll, she'll idle a little bit when she makes the lead. I think if he had just waited or waited a little bit, uh-huh. and, you know, if, if he could, he could have discouraged Rosario and, and Clarier by kicking away from her as she tried to move up. And mm-hmm. maybe that might have made a little difference, but it's easy to say now after it's over. Yeah, it was a great race anyhow, that's for sure. And, you know, uh, so many people talk about uh, when they look at all the Kentucky Derby uh, qualifying points throughout the year and they see the last one, the Lexington, with only 20 uh, for the winner, et cetera, uh, people kind of displace that and say, you know, oh, what's the big deal? That ain't going to make any difference. But it did make a difference to at least uh, two horses, one that got in and one that was bumped out, and that horse didn't even win the race. Yeah, it did. And, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ralph, but is this the first year that they've given points to the first five finishers in each race? Wasn't it four or four finishers before? I think it was. I think it was four. And there was uh, and there's uh, a lot of talk about adjusting the point systems because a lot of horses that finished second and got second place uh, qualifying points uh, in these, uh, you know, prep races, some of them didn't make the cut. Yeah, that's my point. I think these 100-point-to-the-winner races, the the second place used to get 50 instead yeah. of 40, and that yeah. would make all the difference for horses like Mandarin Hero uh, getting into the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, no question about that. I mean, uh, uh, the cutoff point uh, this year uh, was 45, uh, and, uh, you know, Reincarnate got in there at 45. Now, Jace's Road, Skinner, and Cyclone Mischief also had 45, but uh, I guess there's a criteria that kept them off of there uh, beyond the invited horse, uh, the horse from Japan. So we'll wait and see. But there's going to be uh, defections, I would think. Yeah, I, I would think so. Now, now we can just kind of watch the workouts and get a line on how these tra- horses are training, especially yeah. when they get to Churchill Downs. I see uh, Tappet Trice arrive there this morning, so he'll do the rest of his work at Churchill. And uh, Mage worked down at Gulfstream Park today. Yeah. He worked well, according to uh, Mike Walsh's daily racing form. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, all they're all around there getting their workouts now. That's for sure. Uh, Angel of Empire worked a half mile as well uh, at Churchill Downs, and uh, I think he went in a half mile in forty eight point two zero. So uh, they'll be uh, they'll be tightening the screws. That's for sure. Big day, uh, big day yesterday for Steve Asmussen, and of course uh, Brad Cox just keeps doing his thing as well. And uh, that uh, first time starter that Bill Mott had uh, yesterday at uh, Keeneland maybe a horse of the future. 
Yeah, she she was impressive. Uh, she was a little bit green early going six furlongs, got shuffled back pretty good, and I didn't think she could win from where she was, but she looped the field when she got in the clear, and she actually won under wraps. Uh, she's a filly to follow, uh, owned and bred by Judmont Stables, yeah. so, and, and she's out of closed hatches. It was a really good race mare, yeah. so she's got a right to be a good filly. Yeah, that, and that, that filly's name, folks, in case you want to mark it down, is Scylla, S-C-Y-L-L-A. Scylla is how they pronounce it, uh, daughter of Tappet, that's for sure. Um, and what, what about the, uh, the comment that Bob Afford made about the wow uh, performance? He said uh, L- Arabian Lion would have to have a wow performance in Lexington to move on to the middle jewel of the Triple Clown, the Preakness. My interpretation of that was he would have to prove to Bob Baffert that he wants to go the mile and a three sixteenths of the uh, Preakness. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he got a little bit late going a mile and a sixteenth yesterday. I, I do think there's some distance limitations with Arabian Lion. Mm-hmm. To me, he didn't show me he wants more distance. And uh, I will uh, venture to ask you about the ride he got from IRED. Typical. Uh, you know, I, 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 this guy goes looking for trouble when you don't have to. And uh, somebody's going to get hurt one day, because not only because it's a habit, but they allow him to do it, and the racing jurisdiction, jurisdictions don't do anything about it. Uh, he cut it awful tight yesterday, putting the, the winner down right on the fence. But, you know, he'll he'll go past the line one time, and somebody's going to get hurt, and they're all going to say, well, why didn't they stop it? Well, if we don't say anything now, then we don't have a right to say anything afterwards. Yeah, no kidding. It's, uh, there's got to be a line drawn that's very clear to him, that's for sure. All right, well, the Linda Report's going to kick in uh, next week, right? Yeah, we, well, we're doing uh, Keeneland every day next week, starting Wednesday, and then when Santa Anita reopens on Friday, we'll have that as well. So both Keeneland and Santa Anita every racing day. All right, you got it, my man. I guess uh, we'll be looking for uh, a winner off of your uh, Linda report. They can be had today, right now, at the South Point Racebook, uh, the Linda report for Keeneland, uh, available with uh, all the races, selections in all the races, a suggested late pick four. You already hit two li- this week on the uh, sheet. Uh, a suggested late pick four and all the goody information at the bottom. A full, comp- comprehensive Lindo Report sheet right now uh, available at the South Point, free of charge and exclusively for Keeneland Racing today. John? Okay, well, we hit the pick four yesterday, too, but it ended up chalking out, so that doesn't matter. But let's try and catch a little bit pricier. Uh, sequence today. We're going to go to race five for the radio play, Ralph. In the fifth race, number two, top of the charts, won both of the sprints by daylight, tried a, a mile in the Ellis Park Derby last time, last summer, ran terrible, but that was with Lasix off, drops back out of the stakes ranks, Lasix back on today, obviously fires fresh, won the debut. I think he'll come back and run his best race. He's eight to one on the program. Uh, that's number two, top of the charts, race five at Keeneland. And just as an update, uh, last I have from Keeneland, track is fast, uh, turf course is good. No rain yet, although they're expecting rain today. Yeah, you said, uh, what, about 85% chance? Yeah, it was uh, over 80% chance of rain today, but right now everything's uh, holding sway. All right, John. And again, uh, in the uh, fifth race, you like number two, top of the charts, uh, and top of the charts, eight to one on the morning line at, uh, at Keeneland today. That's the one. Let's get it right. All righty. We're trying to get a hold of uh, Jerry Jackowitz, but uh, it, it uh, seems like uh, he's not answering his phone now. So uh, we'll have to. I'll, uh, I believe he might have texted me a couple of pics. So let me see here. I'll look at my text real quick. Uh, and uh, no, he just told, him to, he told me to call him. <laughs> well, guess what, Jerry? <laughs> I'm trying to call you. That's for sure. Uh, John, uh, give me a thought about any of the other um, races at Keeneland while I try to contact with uh, Jerry. Well, there's two stakes races today, the seventh race, the Palisade Stakes. Uh, you, John Ardoon gave you a private creed in there. I think that is the horse to beat as long as it stays on the turf. The eighth race today, the grade two Beaumont Stakes, Kia Life draws outside. And the weather's important for Kia Life. She's the even money favorite, but her worst race of her career was on a wet track. Every Every dry track race is good, so... If it starts raining there, she might be vulnerable as the favorite in the eighth race today, the Beaumont Stakes. All right. You got it, my man. Thanks a lot for uh, sticking in there. And uh, we did con- we got in contact with Jerry, so we'll let you go. And we will talk to you on Wednesday. You got it. Good luck today. All right. You got it, my man. Now we'll go to Jerry Jack. We're standing by. Are you there, Jerry? i be here, Rob. Okay. Here we go. Um, well, we only have uh, Aqueduct's power pages today because San Anita is still on a break. So we'll uh, try to grab a couple of winners uh, from you at Aqueduct. Uh, did you happen to see the Apple Blossom or the Lexington? 
No, I didn't. Okay, so we will leave it at that, and we'll get your uh, selections at Aqueduct today. Yeah, let's go to the first race, Ralph. MacArthur, the seven horse, looks really like just will overwhelm these. This roan should just should jog today. Two to one, boy, that would be great. I'll take the seven over the one, two, three, and then press up seven, two, two, seven. All right, that, seven in race number one. That's the first race at Aqueduct. The post time is ten twenty Pacific time. Ten twenty Pacific time. It starts the early pick five in the first race, number seven. MacArt uh, should uh, dispose this field with ease uh, by virtue of Jerry J's uh, handicapping. The seven over one, two, three, and reverse in the first. And we'll take one more. Yeah, don't forget to press seven two two seven. Okay. All right, let's go to the fifth route, Rafe. Easy for me. The fifth race, Ralph. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Liana B. First time turf for Dennis Drazen. John Kimmel, the trainer. Speedy type. Two two trips over the synthetic. Anna Thelstrom comes up for the turf at Aqueduct. I think it's a great looking play. I'll take the eight over the one, three, five, and ten. Do reverses, but the eight in race number five, Leanna B. All right, the fifth race, which is the anchor in the early pick five. So you give us bookends on the pick five there uh, if we choose to single them and uh, search out uh, the other three. In the fifth race, the eight, Liana B. The eight is your key. Link-ups are one, three, five, and ten, and reverse. $2 ROI on the eight. And uh, the one had an entry, but the entry's already scratched. So it's the eight over the one, three, five, and ten, and reverse in the fifth race today at Aqueduct, right? That is correct, Ralph. All righty. And, uh, Jerry, it, they say it's drizzling at Aqueduct, but I really don't think it's going to have a, enough an effect to take any races off the turf, do you? I hope not. Yeah, no, I think it should be okay. All righty. So we want to, again... Uh, yeah, this is turf only, Ralph. All right, you got it. Uh, go ahead and uh, say it. We'll uh, close the show with uh, your usual saying. Have a great race day, everybody. 